Welcome to the Glowing Health Show. I'm your host, Chayla, nutritionist and gut health specialist, helping you get to the root cause of your bloating, breakouts, and digestive issues. Each week, I'll be sharing information and inspiration with simple and effective strategies for all things health, mindset, and personal growth. Get ready to uplevel your health, ditch your symptoms, and glow from the inside out. Welcome to another episode of the Glowing Health Show. Thank you so much for joining me. So today's episode will be all about understanding leaky gut and gut dysbiosis. I feel like these are terms that are thrown around quite often, but a lot of people don't really understand what they really are, what the difference is, and what they can mean for your health. So I'm going to start with leaky gut, aka intestinal dysbiosis. I think that the term leaky gut was coined because that is what ends up happening inside your gut. I want you for a minute to imagine your entire intestinal wall covered in hundreds of cells. So these cells are are tightly knit together, kind of like they're sewn together almost um, by tight junctions. So it's almost like imagining two pieces of fabric um, that are sewn together very tightly. So your whole intestinal wall is made up of these mucosal membrane cells that are tightly grouped together. And what that does is they are protecting um, anything from your intestine going into your body because technically your digestive tract is outside of your body. I know that sounds strange, but if you think about it from your mouth to your anus, it is a giant tube um, running through your body. Nothing inside that tube ever goes into your actual body. Yes, we do absorb things through our gut wall, but no particles actually migrate from inside of your digestive tract into your body. And that's your body's way of protecting itself from the outside world. Because when you eat, when you drink, when you inhale through your mouth, you can get toxins, bacteria, viruses into your body and your digestive tract is a safe place where things can pass through without entering your body um, unless it's okayed by your um, intestinal cells. So they absorb things like water, like nutrients, and those things are approved to go through the cells, but no actual particles. So when all of these cells are you know, tightly knit together by the gap junctions, they are protecting your digestive, uh, your body and your digestion um, because they are healthy and they are not letting any invaders through. What ends up happening when we start to have leaky gut or intestinal permeability is that our, our gut wall isn't as healthy. So those tight junctions that are holding those cells together start to loosen. And when those uh, tight junctions start to loosen, it means that anything going through our digestive tract can go through those gaps. Um, so particles that aren't supposed to be going into your bloodstream end up going into your bloodstream. So food particles um, are particularly a big one. 
And this is why when you are having intestinal permeability and gut issues that you can tend to react to a lot of food because what ends up happening is the particles from the food you're eating are getting through these gap junctions, going into the bloodstream where they're not supposed to be and our immune cells being alerted by these foreign objects that shouldn't be in our bloodstream. And of course, if you're eating something harmless, like let's say broccoli, there's nothing wrong with broccoli. Um, If you don't have an allergy to broccoli, it's perfectly fine. But because the particles of those broccoli have been chewed, eaten, gone down your digestive tract, and then into those gap junctions, into your bloodstream, your immune cells have tagged that broccoli saying, it shouldn't be here. This should not be here. It's a foreign invader. Let's attack it. And what happens when your immune system wants to attack something, it creates inflammation, it creates symptoms. So now every time you eat broccoli because it's been tagged, you will have um, inflammatory response. You will react to that food. So what ends up happening is the more foods you eat and the more particles that go through your gap junction into the bloodstream will also be tagged. So this is how many people with gut issues end up with reacting to so many foods. At the end of the day, it's not the food's fault, it's actually your gut. And it doesn't matter how many foods you remove from your diet, unless you heal your gut, you will continue having reactions to foods. So A lot of people have gut permeability, um, and it's a big issue, and that's why if you personally are struggling with a lot of um, food reactions, then I would definitely look at gut health. So let's for a moment talk about gut dysbiosis. So dysbiosis essentially means that there is an imbalance in your good and bad bacteria. We have trillions upon trillions of bacteria in our large intestine, in our microbiome. And we are actually made up of more bacteria cells than we are human cells, which is kind of crazy, but we are. So it's really important to manage the distribution between the good and bad bacteria. We will always have good and bad bacteria. There always needs to be both for a balance because life is all about balance. But we need to have more good bacteria than bad bacteria to keep our gut healthy and in check. We have about three to 500 different types of bacteria in our gut. um, And all these different bacteria eat different foods. So this is why it's really important to make sure that we're eating diversity in our diets because we need to be able to feed a large variety of different bacteria. Um, When we are eating fiber-rich foods, when we're eating a lot of plant diversity, since fiber comes from plants and our gut bacteria um, only eat fiber, we need to make sure that we're eating a large variety because if we're not, that means that those large variety of three to 500 different kinds of gut bacteria start to die. So the less numbers and the less variety of healthy gut bacteria we have, the more chance that um, we're actually feeding, we're feeding the bad bacteria in our gut. So all the foods that we eat feed our gut bacteria, but it just matters whether we want to feed our good bacteria 
or our bad bacteria. When we're feeding our good bacteria, we're eating fiber and we're eating biodiversity in that fiber. So they say on average, if you're eating 30 different types of plant foods a week, that is enough to keep your healthy gut bacteria happy. So 30 different plants sounds like a lot, but when I'm saying plant foods, I mean grains, beans, nuts, seeds, vegetables, fruits. There's a lot of variety in there. So getting to the 30 is not that difficult if you strategize. Now on the flip side, when we're eating more processed foods, more sugar-laden foods, those type of foods feed our bad bacteria. So if we're eating a more processed food diet, we're feeding the bad bacteria and those bacteria are multiplying. What ends up happening when our good bacteria dies and we're feeding bad bacteria is we allow the bad bacteria to take majority in our gut and start to take over. And that's when symptoms start to happen. A great example of this is candida. So you may have heard of candida before. It is a yeast that lives in your microbiome naturally. Now, a healthy microbiome will always have some candida. Again, it is all about balance. But when you are eating processed foods or sugar-rich foods in large quantities, you are feeding bad bacteria and candida. And what ends up happening is the more sugar that candida gets, the more it grows and multiplies. And when there is more yeast and candida than healthy gut bacteria, then it will take over and create symptoms like sugar cravings, like yeast infections, like um, athlete's foot and nail fungus and skin rashes. There are so many different symptoms from candida. And the unfortunate thing is that our gut bacteria have a say in what we eat. Your gut bacteria, again, we are made up of more bacteria than we are human cells. So your gut microbiome is truly one of the most central things in your body. It controls, um, it, there, it is connected to your brain, it is connected to your hormones, it is connected to your skin, it's connected to your detox pathways. So it has a say in your health and it also has a say in the foods that you crave. So when you have a majority of good bacteria, you are craving foods that are keeping you healthy because your body is in balance. But when your microbiome is imbalanced and you have more candida and unhealthy bacteria, they are making you crave the food that they eat. And what do they eat? They eat processed foods and high sugar foods. So if you have a candida overgrowth or you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria in your gut, you are going to be craving the foods that are going to feed them, which are the unhealthy foods that you're trying to quit eating. This is why it's so important to look at your gut health when understanding cravings, because some people will just be like, you know what, just will yourself to not eat that. Your willpower isn't good. You know, you should be mentally more strong. But the thing is, you can't fight biology. If your body is telling you to eat it because you're a craving it at a cellular level, you're going to eat those foods. So there's no amount of willpower in the world that can stop you from eating these foods. So rest assured, don't worry, it has nothing to do with your willpower. It just has to do with your gut imbalances. So once you look at your gut and you correct any imbalances, you won't be craving those foods anymore. Now, of course, there are things like habit and um, hormones that play into this, but a large majority of the time, once we balance our gut, you will see how much your diet shifts, what you crave shifts, and your symptoms shift.
So now that you have a deeper understanding of leaky gut and gut dysbiosis, how do you know if you have it? So the symptoms of leaky gut and gut dysbiosis do vary quite a bit, um, but they also include quite a lot. So you could be looking at bloating, indigestion, IBS, constipation, diarrhea, if you have low energy and fatigue, um, if you're experiencing brain fog and poor memory, um, if you're having mood imbalances, so anxiety, depression, or you sometimes experience um, mood swings. And then like I spoke about if you have candida overgrowth, so you're experiencing you know, chronic yeast infections, if you have nail fungus or athlete's foot um, or jock itch or rashes on your skin, um, if you're experiencing adrenal fatigue, an increased stress response, that's a big one, um, imbalanced sleep issues, food cravings, like I mentioned, um, and skin issues, so acne and rosacea and eczema, those are also very big ones. If you're experiencing hormone imbalances because our gut is connected to our hormones, um, so hormone balances like PCOS and estrogen dominance, infertility, um, and then our immune system, if we're experiencing low immunity. So if you're someone that tends to get sick quite often or you have a long time recovering, that can be because of your gut health. Um, also weight gain. So weight management um, is very much tied to our gut bacteria. I will have a full other episode about this because I think it's a very fascinating topic. But if you have trouble with losing weight or managing your weight, it can definitely be because of your gut. Um, and so those are just a few of the symptoms that you could possibly be getting from gut dysbiosis. It's so strange that so many of them have nothing to do with digestion. And I always find this interesting that people, when I talk about gut health, people are like, you know what? I, I don't have any digestive issues. I should be good. But actually you can have absolutely no digestive issues and still have gut issues. Shocking, right? So making sure that our gut is healthy is a big one. Um, so how can you get intestinal dysbiosis um, and leaky gut? How does this happen? It can happen in a variety of different ways. Um, I would say the top ones would be if you frequently take um, anti-inflammatory drugs, so examples of this are Advil, aspirin, Tylenol. So if you're taking those on a frequent basis, they can have an impact in your gut health. Um, if you have done radiation in the past, uh, if you've been on any rounds of antibiotics. So they say on average, one round of antibiotics can actually set your gut health back by two years. So it can take up to two years for your, for your gut health to recover from one round of antibiotics. That is a long time. So if you've been on multiple rounds of antibiotics, you will 100% have some imbalances in your gut microbiome. Um, another one is excessive alcohol. Alcohol, I know everyone likes having you know a glass of wine once in a while. And sure, having balance in your life is good. But um, if you're drinking alcohol frequently, that will have a huge impact on your gut health. Um, if you have compromised immunity, if you know you have candida, um, that can also cause um, gut dysbiosis. If you have parasites, um, so many people have parasites and don't even realize it. It's not like you're going to a tropical country 
you get one of those crazy parasites that eats all your food and you know for sure you have one, there are parasites um, in the world around us. If you have pets, you're more prone to getting parasites. If you eat raw fish from sushi, those are chock full of parasites. So doing a parasite cleanse or or understanding and, and um, getting tested for parasites is really, really important. Um, if you have mold or you've been exposed to mold, um, if you have inflammation in your body in general, um, inflammation is you know systemic and it's chronic and this can impact your gut. If you uh, have a lot of toxins or chemicals in your environment, this one is so broad because we are constantly coming into contact with chemicals and toxins in our environment. It's in the air, it's in our food, it's in our water, it's in our household products, in our self-care products. Um, So we really want to be mindful to live as chemical and toxin-free as possible because regardless, we're still going to come in contact with toxins and chemicals. But the more that we have, each one of them impacts our health and impacts our gut in a certain way. So um, stress is another big one. Um, Stress alone can completely disrupt your entire body. It's it's unbelievable how much stress can impact your health and people don't take it seriously enough. Um, I've seen clients that just based on a stressful situation or a traumatic in a situation um, have had a maraud of symptoms come up that have plagued them for years. So making sure that your adrenals are healthy, that you understand healthy stress management and that you're dealing with things emotionally and um, you know dealing with your emotions on a regular basis is extremely important because it impacts your gut health in such a huge way. So another big one would be obviously your diet, having a poor diet. So what I mean by poor diet is, you know, when you're eating a lot more processed foods, um, you know, processed foods have sugar, they have chemicals, um, and all of those things damage our health and damage our gut. So if you are primarily eating a processed food diet, chances are you're going to have gut issues in the long run. Um, if you're experiencing food sensitivities. So if your body is reacting to foods, like we mentioned, when it comes to leaky gut, that is a big way that you could be having food sensitivities, but it's not always the case. If you have food sensitivities or food allergies and you continue to eat these foods, that's going to create inflammation in your body and it's going to create inflammation in your gut. So how do you really know if you have intestinal permeability, leaky gut, or uh, gut dysbiosis? Based around symptoms and testing are the best way to do this. So If you look at these symptoms that I just mentioned, and then look at the causes I just mentioned, and if you want to go down those lists and just write down all the ones that apply to you, you'll be surprised at how many you write down. Most of my clients are floored when I do this with them because they sometimes have no idea why their symptoms are the way they are, but once they start to look at their gut health and they start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, they start to realize that they have a lot of symptoms based on gut dysbiosis and a lot of things in their life are constantly contributing to their poor gut health. Another way that you can do it is testing. So for me, I use functional testing with my clients. I use something called GI Maps. And GI Maps looks takes a deep dive essentially into your gut health. It is a fecal test. And the fecal test looks at if you have candida. What types of candida do you have? How high is your overgrowth? Um, if you have parasites, what type of parasites do you have? Is there gut inflammation? Um, what kind of good bacteria and bad bacteria do you have in your gut? What are the numbers like? Um, and that 
that kind of gives you a snapshot of what your gut health is. Yes, it's great to look at the symptoms um, and think about the causes because that can definitely be an insight to your gut health. But when you're doing testing, you're testing, not guessing. And that can give you a solid understanding of what's happening in your gut. So if you're someone that experiences a lot of issues that you feel would be connected to your gut and you're having a lot of the symptoms on the list as well as you're having a lot of contributors from the causes, then I would recommend getting a test done and working with a practitioner to resolve some of those symptoms and heal your overall gut health. That will be incredibly helpful for your success moving forward so you can keep your symptoms at bay for the rest of your life. So after you figure out that you have intestinal permeability, leaky gut, you have gut dysbiosis, what can you do about it? Now, having a personalized approach to gut healing is very, very important. That's why it's always great to work with a practitioner. So you don't have to guess. You have to don't have to feel overwhelmed by all the information out there that you have a strategic plan. But if you want to start doing something right now today in order to help reverse your leaky gut and your gut dysbiosis, the best thing that you can do is something I mentioned earlier in the the episode, if you were listening, if you paid attention, and that is eating fiber and eating a diverse amount of fiber. And this is so important because not only is it going to feed your healthy gut bacteria and rebalance your gut dysbiosis, but it's also going to help heal your intestinal permeability. So when your gut bacteria, your healthy gut bacteria eat fiber, they produce um, an acid called butyric acid. And this butyric acid actually helps to give energy to the mucosal cells of your gut lining to heal. So the more fiber you eat, the more this butyric acid is being produced, which gives your mucosal cells of your gut lining more energy um, and more healthy nutrients in order to start healing those gap junctions. This is why if you have gut permeability or leaky gut, you definitely also have gut dysbiosis because they are very much linked. So if you want to do something today to help start healing your gut, then start to look at your fiber intake. What I do with all my clients is I get a baseline of what their fiber intake is. I don't want you to suddenly go out and start eating a whole bunch of fiber because if you are not eating a lot of fiber right now and you start to jam in the fiber in your diet, you're going to start having some issues. You're going to have bloating. You're going to have indigestion because your digestive system is going to feel very overwhelmed and it's not used to all this fiber. So your body's not going to know how to break it down. Remember how I said the healthy gut bacteria eat good fiber and the more diversity you have, the more diverse healthy gut bacteria you have? Well, the same goes through unhealthy gut bacteria. If you don't have a lot of healthy gut bacteria and you have more unhealthy gut bacteria, that unhealthy gut bacteria doesn't eat fiber. They don't eat it. They eat the processed food. They eat the sugar junk. So when you're eating a lot of fiber, they're going to be like, what the heck? I can't eat this. I can't digest this. We're just going to bloat and have indigestion because I'm not going to be able to break this down. So if you don't have a lot of healthy gut bacteria, you're not going to be able to break down that fiber, which is why you want to slowly start adding in the fiber, which slowly starts to build your healthy gut bacteria, the variety of healthy gut bacteria so that your body can handle all that extra fiber. 
So like I said, the best thing you can do for yourself today is get a baseline. Start to record your food. Um, I really love the app MyFitnessPal. I don't re- I don't recommend recording calories or macros or any of those type of things. Just focus on your fiber. How much fiber are you eating a day? Get a week's baseline and then look from there. And then start to add fiber in increments every single week. Um, and then just judge your symptoms. You will know if you're eating too much fiber all at once because you're going to feel it. You're going to have indigestion and bloating. Um, So just slowly go up at your own pace. Listen to your body, have patience, and you will get there. That is the first thing to do when you're trying to reverse your leaky gut and gut dysbiosis. There are many other things you can do as well, but again, they are really a personalized approach um, and it's not something that you want to randomly take advice from people on because you could be wasting your time, energy, and money um, in places that you don't need to be, but you can never waste your time, money, and energy on fiber. Eat your fiber, get a good baseline, and start building on that. So that brings us to the end of the episode today. In today's episode, we learned all about leaky gut. What is gut permeability? What is intestinal dysbiosis or gut dysbiosis? How can it happen? What are the symptoms? How it can impact your health? And then of course, how do you determine if you have it and what you can do about it? So I packed in a lot of information today. If you have any questions surrounding this, please feel free to reach out. You can find me over on Instagram at, at nutritionistchayla. Just send me a DM with any comments or if you've taken, um, if you're eating more fiber and you've taken any of the things we talked about in the episode today and put it to use, let me know how it's going. Keep me updated on your progress. I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you would like more support for your gut health, I have an amazing free healthy gut guide. You can just pop over to my website, which is glowinggutthealth.com forward slash free guide, and you can grab it there. And other than that, I really appreciate you being here today, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you next week.